This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome NTL sports fans to another edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilbur back with you again and we are head first into the winter sports season as 2022 is off with a bang. I mean we've got plenty of NTL basketball and wrestling action to talk about here in this first episode this week. Uh, a couple of other items of business to take care of as well but uh, overall we're going to have ourselves a great episode here to kick off the new year. want to thank my good buddy Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. He's going to be along coming up here in just a little bit. We're going to talk some NTL hoops action with him as the NTL basketball season really getting going now uh, through the winter sports uh, season here. Of course, uh, the uh, holiday tournaments have been completed. Now we're starting to get into kind of the meat and potatoes of the schedule. You know, teams kind of facing each other. More league action coming around here. So definitely looking forward to getting some insight from him as the uh, NTL TL hoop season kind of in its early infancy here as far as teams playing each other and more uh, league and division standings kind of being affected here now as uh, you know the season gets going. Also we're going to talk some NTL wrestling as well. Man we have had some fun duels already out of the gate here as uh, some of our area teams have been in some duels tournaments. Also we had midwinter mayhem over this past weekend as well. So lots of NTL wrestling talk to get to as well uh, here in this week's episode of the NTL Now podcast. But before we dive into all of the winter sports uh, coverage and action and everything, uh, a couple of quick notes here to pass along uh, before we really get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Uh, got a couple of uh, late football awards that were announced uh, late last week as uh, we want to take a quick moment. Congratulate head coach Tyler Seacrest of the Canton Warrior football team as he earns the Class A Coach of the Year honors uh, from the Eastern PA Football Writers down at easternpafootball.com. So, uh, yes, big congratulations going out there to Coach Seacrest for uh, that wonderful honor and then of course uh, Riley Parker of Canton as well he was deemed uh, you know one of the uh, players of the year on the offensive side of the ball as well uh, from Eastern PA football so yes definitely uh, congratulations to both coach Seacrest and Riley Parker uh, for those great honors uh, here as the uh, football awards uh, you know kind of coming in late as uh, you know some of the uh, last games finishing up and then of course you know they do the tallying and everything so yes definitely uh, well-earned honors there uh, for coach Seacrest and Riley Parker uh, another quick item of note that I want to pass along to you and this one is in regards uh, to a fundraiser that is definitely uh, one that is near and dear to a lot of the uh, Northern Tier League fans out there. Uh, our great group and uh, friends at Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone are already uh, planning a big fundraiser event coming to the Troy Vets Club on Saturday, February the 5th. Okay, so all of my uh, poker fans out there that are listening here on the NTL Now podcast, mark your calendars now. 
for Saturday, February the 5th. This will be held at the Troy Vets Club. It's a Texas Hold'em tournament. Uh, the cost will be a $100 entry fee. They're limiting the tournament to 84 spots. So you have to be registered and in to uh, and be fully paid, I should say, to hold your spot. Uh, doors that day will open at noon. Tournament is going to start at 1 o'clock, okay? So if you are interested in being a part of this great event, hey, I'd encourage you you know, to always, when you have the opportunity, support this great group of people, this great organization. Kids can't fight cancer alone. Again, it's their Texas Hold'em tournament coming to the Troy Vets Club on Saturday, February the 5th. You can go ahead, check out their Facebook page for more information on that. You'll see all the details uh, on uh, you know their poster that that they have posted up there, but definitely uh, wanted to get that info out to you, uh, you know, because, you know, hey, A, I know there's a lot of folks out there who enjoy poker, and B, I know there are, uh, you know, a lot of folks who enjoy supporting this great organization, and with limited seating available, want to make sure, uh, you know, we get those in there who are definitely uh, willing and able to play uh, coming up on Saturday the 5th. So, yeah, support Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone, Texas Hold'em Tournament coming up on Saturday, February the 5th. All right, well, like I said, we've got a lot coming up here this week. We've got some NTL basketball to talk about, NTL wrestling as well along the way. So, folks, kick back, relax. We've got a jam-packed episode coming up. Next, we're going to talk NTL hoops with Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. So don't go anywhere. We're back with that next right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. Welcome back here, folks, on the NTL Now podcast this week. And, of course, as promised, uh, heading into the break, I told you we would have some hoops talk here on the other side of it. And uh, happy to be joined this week by, of course, uh, the man who's always out and about covering games from the Northern Tier Sports Report, Chris Manning. And, Chris, uh, first of all, uh, glad to talk to you here for the first time in 2022. Hey, thanks, Shane. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be talking some basketball. All right, Chris. So, you know, uh, you've been out and about kind of seeing some of the teams more than I have. I've had uh, a couple of games already uh, under my belt uh, to kind of see, you know, what's going on out there in the league. But, uh, you know, kind of give me some of your early impressions here of the uh, NTL season uh, on the boys' side. What are we uh, looking at here as far as, you know, some of the guys to watch out there uh, in the NTL this season? Well, Obviously, I think one of the big ones to watch is Ty Barrett from Troy. He's he's scoring over 30 points a game. Um, they only have one loss, and that was a close loss to St. John Newman. Uh, so, yeah, definitely Troy. They're led by Barrett with uh, Ethan Vinoy and Mason Amp. They're three big seniors there. Um, going out a little further west, you have Wellsboro, 
they couldn't. They have. They're led by Liam Manning, um, and McClure and Adams. And obviously, they didn't have Liam Manning against Troy, but uh, they came back and they beat Mansfield in a close one for the peg. And you know, Mansfield's another one. They were undefeated till they lost to Wellsboro. And of course, uh, you have Athens up in the valley. So I think you have four big teams in Division One to look out for. And Tawanda's an up-and-coming team, I feel like, in Division One to look out for. You know, they, um, Dante Adaviani has been scoring a lot lately. He recently had 29 points and a close loss to Athens. So I think Tawanda is looking to maybe play spoiler role down the stretch. But in Division One, it, it should be an exciting finish to the uh, season. You know, and it's interesting. I'm glad you brought up Tawanda because, you know, I've been kind of following, you know, the scores along the way. I have not seen them yet, but, uh, you know, I, I hear there's uh, a lot of kind of fresh buzz down there in Tawanda. Obviously, you know, a new coach uh, in Landon Henry who brings kind of a winning pedigree, you know, from his time at Hughesville. Uh, and obviously it looks like here in the early part of the season, uh, the players are really buying into it. And, you know, if you're a new coach, I think that's something you really got to be uh, happy with, especially seeing a player like Ottavia seeming to come out of his shell here in the uh, early part of the year. Yeah, the thing with Tawanda coming in is they, they had um, a lot of confidence coming in. Now, they had some really tough losses early in the season to Montrose and Liberty games that probably could have gone either way. I know the Liberty game, they were missing two starters. Um, Montrose, uh, they were missing a starter. And they've had some close games go against them. But, um, you know, they came in, they beat Sayre in the Valley Christmas Tournament. Uh, they lost to Athens in the title game, but then they turn around the next week and play Athens to a 10-point loss in the game that was a little bit closer than the final score indicated. So if, if I really do think, I don't know if this year will be their year, but I, I definitely think Tawanda is an up-and-coming team, especially with all the underclassmen they have. You know, and uh, talking about, you know, Division One as a whole, just kind of uh, looking at the standings here uh, on the NTL Sports website. I mean, you've got uh, Troy right now at the top of the leaderboard, you know, 6-1 and one overall, Athens at 7-2, and two, both, of course, with uh, just the one divisional game under their belt. But, uh, you know, uh, Troy and Athens, obviously, they've got a big matchup coming up in uh, just over a week's time. So, I mean, those two are going to be ready to settle it out. And, uh, you know, North Penn Mansfield, another team you brought up, boy, it seems like uh, sophomore Carson Dominic is kind of like that. I don't want to say next big thing because, I mean, obviously everybody knows just how good he is. But, I mean, uh, you know, I guess you could say he's kind of like that future bright spot, I guess we should say, of like kind of that next thing we're going to be talking about here as he begins to develop more through his junior and senior years. Yeah, I think he's, he's sort of making the next step from just being a really good shooter to being a really good scorer who's also a really good shooter. Um, I, I do feel like Mansfield was the type of team that surprised people with some of their early season success. They had that big win against Johnson City. And, um, I mean, it was a close loss to Wellsboro, and that is their first loss of the season. So I think Mansfield might have had a few turned a few heads a little bit early in the early going. I know Kipper Burley over there was probably – happy to let everyone else look at Wellsboro and Troy and Athens and say, pay us no mind. But I, I think it's it's hard to do that now with the early success they've had and kind of put themselves up near that level with the Wellsboros and Troys of Athens for this year. You know, that's such a Kipper Burley thing, too. He loves flying under the radar. I mean, there are some times when he, he doesn't uh, have that ability because his teams have been so good. But, I mean, uh, you know, it just seems like it's just one of those times where, you know, if you're going to North Penn Mansfield or if they're coming to your gym, uh, he's always got, you know, one or two guys you haven't heard about that just somehow step up and, uh, you know, really come to play for him. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to 
uh, to see in the Tigers here as the season goes on. All right, Chris, let's go down to Division Two here where the Wyalusing Rams right now find themselves atop the leaderboard there. They're 7-4 and four overall on the year, 3-0 and oh right now in the division. Big game coming up with the Canton Warriors uh, Wednesday night later on this week as Canton right now finds themselves 6-3, and 2-0 and oh in the division. Canton, a team that started slow but faced a lot of tough competition early. I think Coach Kitchen and the Warriors are starting to get their bearings underneath them here a little bit. Yeah, I, I talked to Coach Kitchen at the beginning of the year, and, and he kind of knew with the way the, how late the football season ended and how late a start they were getting, they were going to go through through some growing pains before they got to Christmas. He just wanted to try to get through those as best he could. Um, I know he was probably hoping that maybe they could sneak one against the Wellsboro-Athens Mansfield triumvirate, but they didn't get one. But they're, they've won three in a, three in a row since. Um, they are atop the uh, Class AA district leaderboard uh, standings. So that they they have a lot of momentum going into this game. I know they have Montgomery tonight, and then they have, um, like you said, they have Wyalusing Wednesday. And, and coming in, I figured them and Wyalusing would be the two teams battling it out for Division Two, and it looks like that's coming to pass. Well, you know, and of course, uh, Canton last week getting some big wins over Sayre, Kalineski Valley uh, over the weekend as well. So I think Canton's really finally starting to carry some momentum here uh, into this week. And, you know, and if you talk with Coach Kitchen, he knows this week is a big week. You know, obviously, like you said, Montgomery's uh, on the slate. Uh, you've got uh, Wyalusing Wednesday, of course, Grady Cobb and company coming into play, uh, Isaiah Way uh, in that uh, Wyalusing mix as well. And then, of course, on Friday, you know, you've got uh, Northeast Bradford and uh, Coach Berger and company coming to town. So this right here is a busy week in Division Two for the Warriors. It is, and and I don't think I know Northeast doesn't have the best record, but they're a very young team with a very young backcourt. We didn't see a lot of action last year, so they're definitely doing a lot of learning on the job, and they've been improving. Um, they've they've kind of struggled to shoot the ball a little bit this year, uh, but they're they're a solid team. They're well coached, and they have a really good big man in Dan Seely. So I, I you look at their record and you think oh this should be an easy win but I don't think the rest from here on out I don't think anybody who plays Northeast is going to consider it an easy game. Now, Wyalusing, of course, gets a big win over North Penn Liberty last week. As I said, Grady Cobb, a big game uh, for the Rams uh, last week in that action. But, uh, you know, you look at this Wyalusing-Canton matchup coming up this week. Uh, I would think, you know, both uh, Coach Kai's at Wyalusing, Coach Kitchen, this one might have uh, a little more of a, a juice feel to it, you know. I think uh, both teams know, you know, that uh, the winner of this one really uh, kind of puts themselves, you know, as the uh, front runner here for the small school title. Definitely, especially if you look at um, why Lucy was able, also able to beat CV, and that's who I kind of figured a problem might be the third best team with you know um, McGuire and them up there. But why Lucy? They they've had an interesting season. Um, it's been a little up and down. Um, Grady Cobb started a little slow, but he's picked it up now. Um, Isaiah Way started off really fast, and then he kind of missed a few games there over Christmas break, and he's just getting back in. And uh, Blake Morningstar has really, really, really been a very big. Uh, help down low he's probably their leading scorer at over 20 points a game and he's really solidified himself as a low post presence in the league so they have those big three and they have their role players who all know their roles and they're senior laden so they're a tough out uh they played troy really tough so i think that uh obviously canton's gonna have their hands full with them but i think it'll be a really good game especially coming off having seen why losing in northeast and how tough that game was last saturday 
All right, so we've talked a lot of boys' basketball here. Let's go over to the girls' side uh, on the standings now, of course, in the large school division uh, for the girls. Chris, I'm looking at the standings here. I see the Troy Lady Trojans at the top of the leaderboard right now, 5-2 and two overall. They're 2-0 and oh in the division. Tawanda right behind them at 4-1 and 1-0 and, uh, and oh in the division. Chris, what's the resurgence here of the Troy Lady Trojans? Fill me in here. Fill the listeners in on uh, what's going on with Troy this year. Well, they have a really good freshman class. Um, their their junior high team last year was undefeated, and their freshman class has come in and, and done a really good job, um, especially coming off the bench, of giving them some energy. Um, Alyssa Parks has uh, exploded as a scorer. She recently had 14 points and a win over Y Losing. And the biggest thing is, is it gave them a lot of depth, and they're taking advantage of that by playing fast, and that's allowed them to sort of pull away from teams there in the fourth quarter, which is what they did against uh, a scrappy Y-Losing team. Um, Y-Losing was doing their best to hang in there, but eventually Troy's depth just won out. And Troy has a nice, they don't have that one player that stands out, but they have a nice mix. They can score in the post with um, Kingsley and Lackey. Um, They have some outside shooting with Parks and um, McKenna Matthews, and they have uh, Sidney Taylor, who gives them a little bit of different looks, trying to play a little bit from the mid-range. So they can hurt you in a bunch of different ways, and they're definitely excited over there with how things are going, having won five in a row. Now, of course, uh, you see Troy at the top, but then you see Tawanda and Athens uh, right there behind them. But, uh, you know, you see Athens already uh, with two losses, one, of course, uh, in the league, Tawanda already with a loss. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, I think, uh, you know, as you said, Troy very young, Tawanda and Athens a little more experienced, how this season kind of unfolds up there at the top. Yeah, Tawanda's done a good job trying to play some really good teams out of the league. They they went to Berwick, they went to Loyal Sox, so they're really trying to test themselves a little bit. Uh, they um, they lost to Waverly in the Valley Christmas Tournament Final, but they didn't have Portia Bennett. So they're definitely looking at this as their league to lose. They're the team to beat. And I think between Bennett and uh, Paige Manchester, who nearly had a triple-double playing against Mansfield, they're definitely the team to beat. Not that they can't be beat, um, but that with those two and with their role players and everything, they're definitely the one team that everybody's looking up at, I think, a little bit in the division, especially after they beat Northeast Bradford um, before Christmas. Not surprised to see uh, Coach Gentile wanting to see if he can uh, you know, get that uh, experience group out and maybe uh, get some tests here uh, in the uh, regular season for sure. All right, let's go down to Division Two, where right now it is Northeast Bradford pacing the way there. 8-2 and two on the season so far. They're 4-1 and one in the league, 2 and in the division uh, you know this northeast bradford squad uh paced i think uh, you know a little bit uh, by Maisie newber obviously she's had some really good games obviously uh, you know this panther squad uh, very experienced from last year chris give me your take on the lady panthers well when i talked to him beginning of the season they were they were thinking district um i don't think to look over the league but after playing in a tough game in districts last year against southern columbia and you look at how talented District 4 is at Class AA. They have Mount Carmel, they have Southern Columbia, they have Muncie. They they know that they really have to bring their A game and be crisp by the end of the year. So they've, they've just, the last five games, they've won five in a row, um, which began with them beating Athens before Christmas. They've really focused on just trying to be the best version of how they can be, and, and I think they've started to show that recently in the past couple weeks. I know they played Canton, who I feel is having a pretty good season this year compared to last year. And they beat them pretty good at home. So I I think Northeast really feels like this is their year to try to make some noise. 
All right, let's uh, you know talk Lady Warriors now. Obviously, you know we talked about the guys' team, the girls' team though. As you said, I mean, if there was a rebounding award this year, I feel like you know it would go to uh, Molly Ward. I feel like every time I either open the paper or read kind of an article, uh, Molly Ward's pulling down like fifteen to twenty rebounds a game. What in the world's going on there? I mean, she's just like dominating in the paint this season. Yeah, she she has a really good knack for finding the ball. She does a good job of going up for it for two hands. Um, she's not the tallest girl in the world, but she's physical and she's strong, and she she knows about rebounding position, and that's very important. Is um, she knows how to carve out space and be able to create space for her to get those boards. So yeah, she's definitely you know you watch her rebound and in your maze she'll go up with three other girls around her two of them will be taller than her and she comes down with it so it is kind of fun to watch and can't and i do feel like they have um, a bit of an identity this year uh kendall kitchens come up from junior high and she's done a good job stepping into their starting role giving them a nice scoring punch and um azen williams and emmy timeson so they have three pretty good wing scores and uh carolyn thorin has done a good job stepping up she recently had five blocks against northeast bradford so she kind of brings a little bit of paint defense for him so i think despite the setback against northeast i think this is a canton team that's definitely on the rise a little bit hey you know and if you're coach aylesworth right now i mean you're sitting 500 here in the early part of january you know i think he's going to take that and you know and hearing these encouraging words from you you know about how hard you know this team's battling i think is uh, some good signs uh, to see as well north penn liberty though kind of sitting in there in the mix as well i know there are a couple of games under 500 uh they're two and two in the league two and oh in the division though so i mean north penn liberty obviously kind of uh you know saying hey you know don't forget about the league Lady Mounties, uh, we're going to try and muck some of this up as well here this season. Yeah, I think Liberty, they played a close game with Canton to start the year, and they've had a few close games over the season. So, you know, you could kind of flip that record a little bit if they were able to pull out some of those close games. So I think they feel like they're probably on the cusp of, you know, putting together a few wins here, especially once they get into division play, that maybe they can work their way back into districts by the end of the season. All right, so that, uh, you know, kind of puts a bow on some girls' basketball talk. Now, Chris, obviously, you know, we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about this back when we were talking boys' basketball, but, uh, uh, you know, a quick uh, prop and uh, note uh, this week, and we don't know when it's going to occur, but uh, it appears as if Canton's Isaiah Nimzik uh, is on the horizon uh, for his 1,000th point this week. Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know if I have seen a kid who has improved leaps and bounds from sophomore year to senior year as much as this kid has. Now, uh, I had the opportunity to talk to him in the last podcast of uh, 2021, but kind of, you know, uh, share your thoughts about, uh, you know, what you see as uh, Nimzik as a player because, you know, this kid was really raw as like a freshman and sophomore, and now he's really blossomed, I think, into one of, uh, you know, the premier players of the league. Well, I think, making all state last year has probably given him a lot of confidence to um uh, cuz sometimes he'd be a little passive he would only really step up if they absolutely needed it um at the end of games and i think he's making an effort to try to be a little bit more aggressive throughout the game um not picking his spots that much but just trying to make something happen and you know with his size his athletic ability and his ability to shoot and get to the basket um he should be doing that against other teams in the league and you know it's it it's interesting because he's a senior and there's a lot of really other good seniors around the league. This is probably one of the best senior classes in a generation across the league. So, um, 
you know, you have type air across the way in Troy, you have the seniors up at Athens, you have the senior group over in Wellsboro. So I think um, for him, he might get gotten a little bit overshadowed a little bit from them, but I think this year he's definitely stepping up and everybody's seeing just what he can do. That's definitely for sure. Now, of course, you know, and finally here, you know, one last senior, I think, to throw into the mix of this. Obviously, you know, we praise Mason Impt so much on the football side of things, but man, you know, I watched their game with Wellsboro, and you know, obviously Ty Barrett is the guy who who stirs the drink there, you know, and, and he's going to be counted on to give them, you know, those 30, 30-ish point nights, uh, you know, from the scoring side. But, man, just from an energy standpoint and the way his team feeds off of him, I mean, is there one guy you'd want in your basketball huddle more than Mason Impt? I mean, that guy is pure energy for four quarters this year. Definitely need him more this year, um, especially because last year they were a bigger team. Um, this year they're a much smaller team. Um, when he's off the court, it's kind of noticeable. They just don't really have the muscle they did last year down low. So he really needs to be down there and be a force inside, and he knows that. So I think they really feed off that. And, yeah, Barrett kind of sucks up a lot of oxygen in the room when you sort of are talking about Troy, but definitely Imp and maybe Ethan Benoit too. They've really stepped up this year to, to try to lead the team. So, yeah, they they really – I think they probably need Imp just as much as they need almost need Barrett just because of what he can do inside and what he brings to the table. Chris Manning, nobody I trust more with basketball knowledge uh, during the season than you. And, uh, you know, at some point we'll get the opportunity to talk some wrestling as well. But uh, I know it's a busy week for you this week. I'm sure we'll run into each other uh, along the way this week as well. But, uh, again, thanks for taking some time this week. Folks, get out there. Visit the Northern Tier Sports Report online, ntsportsreport.com. Check out uh, Chris's work and uh, make sure all of his hard work is uh, read because uh, this kid does a really good job at uh, you know what he does so Chris again uh, thanks for taking some time this week and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road my friend sounds good Shane I'll see you out there you've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family but the patience to teach them just isn't there that's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road that's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit MaxDrivingAcademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, Meet the faculty and current students. Connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu visit. Back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, and again, a big thank you to all of the listeners out there, no matter how you are tuned in, whether it be uh, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, and of course, the ntlsports.com website as well. Uh, big thanks uh, just a little bit ago to my good buddy Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. Always a fun time to sit down and talk hoops with Chris, and uh, I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll definitely uh, be talking 
talking with him a lot more, uh, not only about basketball, but also about wrestling as well. And of course, speaking of wrestling, I think it's time to dive into some Matt talk, don't you? As it's been a busy start to the year so far here for the NTL wrestlers. Uh, we've had some area teams already doing duels tournaments, uh, of course, individual tournaments as well. So let's dive into some wrestling talk right here on the podcast this week. All right, let's uh, begin with Midwinter Mayhem. Now, this was out at the Kovalchek Center out at uh, IUP this past weekend where two area teams, both Canton and Athens, uh, took some area grapplers out there to uh, take part in this Midwinter Mayhem tournament. Now, on the uh, flip side, both teams were able to bring home some hardware, uh, both teams bringing back three medals each. Uh, most notably, uh, Gavin Bradley for Athens. He would claim the 113-pound crown out at Midwinter Mayhem. Bradley would be a 9-4 winner over Weston Pisarchik of Brockway to claim that 113-pound crown. Uh, teammates Caden Setzer and Jake Courtney each would bring home some hardware as well. Setzer would win the fifth-place title uh, at 132 pounds, and Jake Courtney would finish seventh at 138 pounds. But uh or Gavin Bradley, I should say, uh, for Athens, continuing a stellar senior season so far. Bradley uh, at this tournament, improving to 12-0 on the season, capturing a big uh, mid-season tournament for him. And uh, for Gavin Bradley, kind of putting the 113-pound uh, weight class on notice, if that's where he's going to be, uh, he's definitely uh, going to be a force, of course, as the state runner-up last year. I think he's definitely in a mindset where he's not looking to be denied here in his senior year. He's uh, looking to get there. He's looking to be the king of the mountain this year and a big win there over Pisarchik of uh, Brockway. A good uh, kind of notice there uh, for the rest of uh, the state of Pennsylvania this past weekend. Now on to the Canton Warriors who were also at this tournament bringing home three medals themselves. Uh, Junior Hayden Ward would be the highest finishing Warrior at 152 pounds. Ward would be a fourth place finisher at 152. Teammate Cohen Landis would finish sixth at 113 pounds and uh, teammate Mason Nelson would place seventh at 285 pounds. So overall a uh, pretty good showing for the Warriors of course, uh, had some uh, time to talk with uh, head coach Lyle Wesneski uh, before the Warriors really even got into that big grind of the week. Of course, you know, they did face uh, Wyalusing in a duel earlier in the week, but uh, even before all of that went down, you know, uh, coach Wesneski said last week was going to be a really big telltale for Canton. Uh, he wanted to see, you know, how his team would perform kind of being put into the grinder like that. Uh, they had duels uh, not only with Wyalusing, but also uh, they went to Northeast Bradford last week as well so I mean, uh, pretty interesting week. Pretty good week, I think, uh, for the Warriors, you know, to kind of get that competition uh, for them. And, of course, for the Wildcats as well uh, to be able to go out and, uh, you know, kind of put together uh, their solid performances out there as well, even bringing home uh, the champion in Bradley. Now, we'll come back and uh, talk about the Wyloose and Canton duel here in just a little while. I actually had the opportunity to cover that uh, on the radio last week. So uh, I'll give you some perspective, kind of some thoughts uh, uh, from that 
that duel uh, this uh, past week as well. I'll do that here in just a little bit as well. All right, let's go to some other action, though, as we had some other area teams uh, who were in action this past weekend as well. Uh, the Wyloosing Rams going 4-1 and one down at the Line Mountain Duels this past weekend. And for the Rams, their lone loss was to Sealands Grove 45-19. Uh, for the Rams, I think they're now like 11-3 and three on the year as far as their dual record goes. Uh, so the Rams off to a uh, pretty good start here as far as their duels record goes. Now their four wins would come against Pocono Mountain West, Penridge, Palmerton, and Tri-Valley. So uh, still a good showing uh, for the Rams uh, out at that Line Mountain tournament uh, as far as the duels tournament goes. Now uh, their last matchup with Penridge was kind of a barn burner as well. They finished uh, that one 36-33. They would come out uh, with the victory uh, in that matchup uh, this past Saturday as well. Uh, some notables for the Wyloosing Rams. Uh, a good tournament uh, this past weekend uh, for Aiden Hunsinger and also Nick Woodruff. Uh, Woodruff uh, and Hunsinger both going 5-0. and on the day and uh, you know Nick Woodruff continuing a very good season here for the Wyloosing Rams. Now uh, Woodruff obviously last year uh, just a district qualifier, well actually regional qualifier and uh, did not make it out of the regional tournament last year but uh, you know I was going back and kind of looking at that and uh, Woodruff last year was like 152, 160 and now he's uh, bulked up, he's ready to go and he's uh, putting people on notice here that he is a very very uh, stout 215-pounder this year, and uh, he definitely showed that this past week, uh, you know, not only in the duel against Canton, but also uh, in the uh, duels uh, tournament uh, at Line Mountain. Uh, but also, Aiden Hunsinger, his teammate at 126 pounds, Aiden Hunsinger going 5-0, and as I said. So a nice weekend there uh, for the youngster uh, down there at 126 pounds. So, yes, why losing, uh, getting some nice performances there uh, out of their grapplers uh, this week uh, down at the Line Mountain Tournament. But also, you know, I think uh, another notable uh, to kind of keep an eye on in that uh, why losing lineup, Skyler Manahan uh, didn't have the undefeated weekend, but, uh, you know, he's really really shown that uh, you know he's going to be kind of a uh, prominent fixture in the middle of that lineup as well so uh, you know Skyler having a good week he had a really nice matchup uh, with Canton's Bailey Ferguson uh, this past week as well so Manahan really getting tested here in this uh, middle part of the season but still uh, a great duels weekend overall there for the Wyalusing Rams this past weekend. Now, of course, that takes us to another duels tournament this weekend, the Tawanda Black Knights. They were in action this weekend as well as the Black Knights uh, would be taking uh, part in their home duels, uh, the Flynn duels, uh, this past weekend where Tawanda would go 4-1. and one. Their lone loss uh, would be to Montoursville, but they would secure four dual wins earlier in the day before that as the Black Knights would down North Penn Liberty, Western Wayne, West Scranton, and Port Allegheny uh, for some wins earlier in the day before that. Uh, kind of some interesting notes out of that Flynn Duels tournament and uh, going to kind of uh, put this down to uh, individual performances. Uh, Tawanda's Bryant Green, uh, you know, he's been having a really good season. Unfortunately uh, for Green, found himself uh, suffering his first two losses at this tournament, but they are not bad losses at all. I mean, he still faced some really good competition. Uh, North Liberty's Cohen Lehman uh, would be the first to get green early in the day as he would uh, defeat Bryant Green by a score of 7-3 to three. and then later on in the day uh 
uh, Bryant Green would suffer a 10-0 major decision defeat uh, to Isaac Corey of Montoursville. Now, if you're Bryant Green, yes, those are two losses you, you don't really want, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's good early tests. Uh, for somebody like that, you know, who's got uh, some pretty big goals uh, at that 172-pound weight class. And, uh, you know, I think what's even uh, more interesting is you had three highly touted notable wrestlers right there that day uh, for the 172-pound weight class. Now, I'm going to be interested here uh, to see uh, North Penn Liberty's uh, performance on the day because I definitely want to go and check uh, as I'm kind of clicking and pointing right now uh, how North Penn Liberty made out because I didn't get an opportunity uh, to see how uh, Lehman would face off against Corey if they actually got the chance to wrestle uh, down at that tournament and North Penn Liberty actually did not wrestle Montoursville so uh, Cohen Lehman and uh, Isaac Corey I guess didn't get a chance to wrestle off now that one uh, definitely would have been nice to see to kind of check out the whole balancing act but yes you know so for Bryant Green first two losses of the year but still uh, great competition there for him and really that's what you want uh, when you've got uh, big goals heading towards the postseason so something to kind of keep your eye on there here as the uh, season goes on but uh, definitely uh, a fun weekend of wrestling as well uh, with all this midwinter mayhem all the duels tournaments and so much more here uh, on the horizon uh, coming up as the season goes on now of course it's going to be a busy week of NTL wrestling coming your way this week uh, you know as uh, some other duels are scheduled radio wise looking forward to uh, heading up to Athens this week as the Wildcats will be hosting the Canton Warriors in NTL wrestling action of course uh, Athens and Canton fresh off the midwinter mayhem fun you know kind of interested to see uh, what we will see at 113 pounds coming up in that action uh, this week you know will uh, Gavin Bradley and Cohen Landis get the opportunity to square off kind of interested to see more how the uh, Canton sophomore is uh, ready to uh, step up in a big matchup like that uh, against Gavin Bradley so uh, definitely looking forward to seeing that potentially uh, coming up this week also uh, you know like I said uh, Jake Courtney uh, with a strong finish uh, at 138 pounds uh, maybe a Courtney uh, Hudson Ward matchup in that one maybe a Courtney uh, showdown uh, coming up with potentially Bailey Ferguson in the middle of that Canton lineup as well so interesting interesting matchups coming your way uh, with that one this week and uh, oh I can't even forget uh, about the upper weights as well I believe uh, we could be looking at a potential Nittinger-Nelson matchup as well at 285. So, yes, uh, some intriguing matchups, I think, looking forward here at that duel coming up uh, along the way as well. Now, also, uh, still got some great duels on the horizon this season as well on the radio as we will have uh, Canton-Tawanda still to come, Canton and Troy, Tawanda-Wyalusing in the rivalry matchup. We've got that one on the horizon as well, too. So, I mean, plenty of NTL wrestling uh, still to come your way here and uh, you know like I said uh, we've still got uh, just a little bit more to talk about here too as uh, you know we roll on here with the podcast coming up we're going to talk uh, some little wrestling nuggets that uh, I've kind of seen here in the early part of the season plus we're going to break down the Canton Y losing duel as well so stick around still more great NTL wrestling talk to come right here on the NTL now podcast 
Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. It's a new year, but the great food and great service remain at Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. At Jimmy's, you'll find a menu full of mouth-watering items. Everything from delicious appetizers to entrees featuring prime rib and pasta. And of course, you can't forget about the dessert options as well. If you're looking for great food, Jimmy's Park Hotel is the place to be. Stop into Jimmy's now for a gift certificate and let one of your friends or family members try it for themselves. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. Call 570-673-8777. Welcome back here, folks, on the NTL Now podcast this week as we continue on and roll on with NTL Wrestling Talk. Of course, last weekend, uh, as I said, you know, we had the uh, duels tournament, uh, the individual tournaments as well. But uh, last week, we also had some uh, NTL wrestling action as well as Canton and Wyalusing would lock up in uh, a big NTL duel here in the early part of the season. It was last Tuesday night at the Canton High Gymnasium where the Warriors would come out with the 44-15 to victory over Wyalusing uh, in this one. Now, every... Uh, team filled all uh, weight classes for the most part. There was only one forfeit on the night. Uh, Cohen Landis from uh, the Warriors got a forfeit at 113 pounds, but uh, other than that, we did have 12 actual wrestling matches for the evening. Now, this duel would start at 152 pounds. Canton's Hayden Ward would get an 8-2 decision over Hunter Manahan for the Wyalusing Rams. Warriors would jump out to a 3 to nothing lead. At 160 pounds, Levi Pepper for the Warriors earns a tough 6-4 decision uh, over Lamb for Wyalusing to make it a 6-0 lead uh, for Canton at that point. Uh, at 172 pounds uh, for the Canton Warriors, it would be Brennan Taylor who would get the uh, first pin of the night uh, for uh, Canton uh, on the night as uh, Taylor's fall would come in a time of 1 minute and 28 seconds. So, yes, Brennan Taylor there getting the fall at 172 pounds there for the Warriors as uh, he would take on Aaron Carr in that matchup to extend the Warrior lead to 12 to nothing. At 189 pounds, the Warriors continue the trend of wins as Riley Parker would rip off the Warriors' fourth consecutive win of the night. Parker with a 19-6 major decision over Alex Hunsinger, extending the Warriors' lead to 16 to nothing before Nick Woodruff would come in and stop the bleeding for Wyalusing as Woodruff would come in and earn a fall in 4 minutes and 34 seconds. Woodruff's fall uh, uh, would be his uh, 19th win of the season as Woodruff uh, would improve his record with the fall over Connor Davis 
Uh, why losing at that point would trail 16 to 6. However, at 285 pounds, Mason Nelson for the Warriors would get back uh, on the uh, bonus point win train for Canton as he would pin Derek Baldwin in a minute 22. Warriors then would lead 22 to 6 at 106 pounds, which I thought was uh, you know one of the uh, more surprising uh, results of the night. Uh, Lyle Vermilia for the Warriors. Now Vermilia, just a freshman, only wrestling his second varsity match uh, for the Warriors, comes out and earns a 9-1 major decision over Evan Johnson. So a nice surprise there for the Warrior freshman. He gets the uh, major decision, as I said. Canton's lead there extends to 26-6. At 113 pounds, Canton's Cohen Landis gets the forfeit. Canton's lead there is 32-6 after that. At 120 pounds, C.J. Carr for the Rams gets the uh, Wyalusing faithful back on the board as uh, C.J. Carr picks up the win over Caden Miller with a fall in 231. Teammate Aiden Hunsinger would follow with a 5-1 decision over Holden Ward to bring Wyalusing back to 32-15. However, after that, Canton would win the final three bouts of the night as Ryland Sakers at 132, Hudson Ward at 138, and Bailey Ferguson at 145 would all earn victories. Ferguson and Skylar Manahan would be the final bout of of the night. Uh, Ferguson and Manahan would actually give the uh, fans three solid periods of good wrestling action. Uh, Ferguson would get a takedown late. That was a 2-1 matchup till late in the third period. Uh, Ferguson gets the takedown late. He earns the 4-1 win and wraps up the 44-15 victory for the Warriors in that duel uh, over Wyalusing. So, uh, you know, a good duel start uh, for the Canton Warriors. They've got another big one coming up here into this week when uh, they will take on the Athens Wildcats. They've still got uh, a duels tournament uh, on the horizon. They've still got matchups uh, with Tawanda as well as uh, Troy still to come here this season as well. So a good start there for the Warrior faithful uh, in that duel action. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the thing that really stuck out to me, though, and, uh, you know, I was talking about it earlier uh, when I was talking about the Line Mountain duels, Nick Woodruff for Wyalusing. He just looks the part of a 215-pound wrestler. Now, Woodruff right now is 19-1 and on the season as, uh, you know, he would get uh, not his 19th win against Connor Davis. That was a slip of the tongue earlier. Uh, Woodruff would actually get uh, his 19th win of the season uh, at the Line Mountain Duels this past weekend. Davis would have actually been his 14th win. But, uh, yeah, Woodruff going 5-0 and at the Line Mountain Duels, improving to 19-1. and His only loss of the year year so far is out at the Excalibur tournament uh, to a wrestler from Wyoming Seminary. So Woodruff right now really showing he is all of the 215 pound weight class. So going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how the rest of his season shakes out. But man, I love the start right now that uh, Nick Woodruff has going uh, for this NTL wrestling season. And you know what? I'm going to stick right there at the 215-pound weight class as well. You know, as I was saying earlier, you know, some interesting uh, nuggets of the wrestling season so far. I kind of took some time, went through, you know, some of the notable wrestlers here in the area to kind of see, you know, where records are at this point in the season. And boy, I'll tell you what, uh, Mike Sips from Williamson, you know, he's going to be another one of those quality 215-pounders this year. Sips right now sitting at 17-2 and two on the season. So the 
with a 215-pound weight class right now, boasting a couple of uh, big studs here in the early part of the season, uh, with Sips being 17-2, and two, Woodruff being 19-1. and one. Hey, let's stick up in the uh, heavier weights, shall we? Cade Sotolano right now from Williamson. He's still undefeated on the year. Sotolano, of course, a regional qualifier last year. He's looking to make a big push this year for the Warriors. Sotolano sitting at 19-0 and 0, uh, on the season as well. Continuing on here through some of the uh, records this year, let's uh, slowly trickle our way down the weight classes. Uh, we'll go next to 172 pounds. Cohen Lehman, the junior for North Penn Liberty. Now, of course, last year he was a super regional qualifier. Uh, this year for North Penn Liberty, Lehman out to a 17-0 start already. And, you know, uh, a couple of big wins already this season. He's got the win over Landon Lorson uh, down at the DKI tournament to start the year. Now he's got that win over Bryant Green uh, at the Flynn Duels this past weekend as well. So Lehman uh, really doing a nice job getting tested here in his junior year. Lehman 17-0 here in this early part of the season as we uh, make that strong push through the month of January and uh, get ready for postseason time here as the season goes on. All right, let's now make our way. We're going to drop down a few weight classes and uh, get into some of the youngsters now as uh, Riley Vanderpool for the Tawanda Black Knights, the freshman really coming out this year. He's making a statement for the Black Knights. He's got 18 wins on the year already. He is 18-2 and two for the Black Knights, 13 of those wins are by fall. Now, uh, for the Black Knights, of course, you know, the, the middleweights have always seemed to be kind of their strength, kind of where they've always been deep. Well, this year, Riley Vanderpool is making a statement that uh, the 138-pound weight class is his. So, uh, yeah, if you're uh, looking uh, to try to crack that Tawanda lineup, maybe you go 132 or 145, but uh, Riley Vanderpool right now uh, really making a statement at uh, 138 pounds for the freshman. And, uh, yeah, 13 wins by fall. Uh, that's something that uh, really caught my eye as well as I was going through uh, some of these records. Also, uh, let's see, let's drop down now to 132 pounds. Caden Setzer, a great fifth-place finish for him out at the uh, Midwinter Mayhem Tournament this past weekend. Setzer improving his record on the year to 12-2. and two. Eight of his wins this year are by fall as well. So uh, for Setzer, not Nice start to the season uh, for him already in double digits there at 132 pounds. CJ Carr, as I said, for Y Losing, you know, his big win the other night in the duel against the Canton Warriors. Carr now 18-2 on the year for this Y Losing squad. And uh, CJ Carr really making a nice play there at the 120-pound weight class, too, uh, for Y Losing. All right, now that takes us down to somebody who I think is going to be be potentially our lightweight to watch this year. Uh, I don't know why. There's just kind of this, uh, you know, feeling that I get sometimes in the year when I see, you know, kind of guys who aren't really uh, booming out on the radar yet. Uh, but for some reason, I was going through uh, the Excalibur uh, kind of results and stuff, uh, you know, back in December, and, and I just happened to notice uh, for Troy, their 106-pounder Connor Kerr, you know, made the semifinals out there, and, and I hadn't seen him yet, but then I saw their duel with Athens, and, and I kind of saw, you know, how the kid moved, uh, you know, how aggressive the kid was, and I got to tell you, I, I think Connor Kerr might be that six-pounder this year to kind of keep an eye on, you know, how his season unfolds here 
I don't know how it's going to end. I like what I see right now. I think Connor Kerr's got uh, a really bright uh, you know, season ahead of him here, and I'd like to see him have a, a good ending to his sophomore year. Now, he didn't wrestle varsity last year, and uh, he is a sophomore. So Connor Kerr this year, I, I think he's kind of that lightweight to keep your eye on uh, for this NTL wrestling season this year. Kerr right now 14-5. and five on the season uh, for the Troy Trojans. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, so, uh, some interesting nuggets there that uh, I was kind of picking out uh, as I was going through some of our uh, names to watch and uh, some of the guys out there that were kind of standing out to me. So definitely uh, interesting to see, uh, you know, how this whole season is going to play out for a lot of these guys. But, you know, like I said, uh, to see Woodruff right now at 19-1, and Lehman at 17-0, and those guys are definitely looking the part of uh, their weight classes and they're looking to be forces uh, once we uh, hit to the postseason. So looking forward uh, to some fun coming up here once we hit February. But, hey, I don't want to wish that upon us yet. I still want to have some great action coming up here in the month of January. So let's focus on that, shall we? And speaking of the month of January, hey, you know what? Uh, we've got another busy week of NTL sports action on the horizon. And, of course, my broadcast schedule going to be absolutely loaded this week, okay? We've got NTL wrestling coming up on the horizon this week. Uh, I'll be in Athens for the Canton-Athens duel coming up on Tuesday night. So join me for that one if you can't make the the wrestling action, well, don't worry. I've got two more basketball games later in the week as well. I'll be in Canton on Wednesday for their big uh, small school division showdown with Wyalusing. And then uh, on Friday, I'll be there in Canton as well for a throwback night as the Warriors host Northeast Bradford as well. So uh, wrestling on Tuesday, Canton-Athens. Uh, Wednesday, Friday is basketball with Canton-Wyalusing Wednesday, Northeast Bradford-Canton on Friday. So, yes, you've got Plenty of opportunities to catch some great winter sports on Wiggle 100 this uh, season and uh, all week long. Definitely uh, looking forward to that uh, as well. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have uh, some great listeners out there if you can't make the uh, contest. And of course, as always, you can stream us online as well at Wiggle100.com. Again, I want to thank all of you listeners out there for a great, uh, you know, listen this week. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed it. And a uh, big thanks to you for tuning in each and every week uh, via Spotify, via Apple and Google Podcasts, and, of course, uh, also uh, on the NTL Sports site, uh, ntlsports.com. So, yes, big thanks to all of you listeners out there uh, for tuning in and, of course, uh, all the sponsors out there as well who help make these podcast episodes possible too. So with that, I guess, it is time for me to save my voice again i want to thank chris manning from the northern tier sports report for being my guest this week to talk some ntl basketball but uh, i'm going to save my broadcast voice for the rest of the week folks enjoy all the great sports action we'll be back with another great episode next week i'm shane wilbur thanks for tuning in you've been listening to the ntl now podcast as always an exclusive production of circle w sports Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.